Welcome to Scats Chats, your destination for inspiration. Each episode, I chat with mental health professionals and everyday people just like you and me to talk about various wellness topics and the human experience. Get ready to feel inspired with another episode of... Hey there. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Welcome to this brand new year and welcome to Scats Chats podcast as well. I'm your host, Sarah Katz, and I want to thank you so much for coming on to this podcast, checking out this episode and taking time for you because that's what this environment and this community is all about, is taking care of you and giving you all the resources that you need to be the best person that you can be and live the best life that you possibly can. And now for this episode today, I bring on certified career coach Andrea. And I think this is a perfect topic to discuss for 2023 in this new year, because I think a lot of you out there are, you know, have these resolutions for the new year with changing career paths. So today with Andrea, we cover the struggles of switching career paths and why it's so important to really get clear first on the type of career you want to go into if you are going to change and find the things that you're really good at and really passionate about because there are so many different types of jobs and career paths out there for you and it's really important to find the one that really speaks to you, resonates with you and that it doesn't feel like you're working at the same time, something that you really enjoy. So Andrea shares her five steps to career clarity in this episode, and she even shares her own path with entrepreneurship too, going from that corporate environment to becoming her own boss and the ups and downs along the way there. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. It was really great chatting with her and she's super sweet. And also, if you want to support us too, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. We're on, if you just look up Scats Chats, that's S-K-A-T-Z-C-H-A-T-S. And we also record video versions of this podcast too. If you check us out on YouTube, go give us a subscribe and likes there. And then also, if you want to get cool merch and support our podcast, like this hat here, you see Scats Chats the logo. And we also have cute little stickers. Look at how cute these are. These will be perfect for your laptop, journal, water bottle. And all of the merch proceeds go to directly to support this podcast for the promotional purposes and advertising purposes. So if you want to go get your merch and donate, you can go to www.scatschats.com slash donate, and you can find all the info there. And now, without further ado, let's get into this episode with Andrea. I'm so excited for you to listen, and I hope you really gain some advice and, you know, ways that you can really get clear with your career. Let's listen. Thank you so much, Andrea, for coming on Scats Chats. I really appreciate you being here, and I'm so excited to talk everything career-based. And this is really important to, I guess, make sure you're on the right career path and like balance your, you know, get that work-life balance going and all that good stuff. And so you're going to talk about your five steps to career clarity, which I'm so excited to get into. But first, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the audience, say a little bit more about what you do. 
Thank you. Well, thanks, Sarah, for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. I love your mission of thanks. supporting people with wellness and mental health. I think it's so needed. So yeah, thanks again. Mm -hmm. So my name is Andrea Barr. I live in Vancouver, Canada with my small growing little family. And I am a career coach who particularly works with parents who want to reach career new career heights, but also want to have time with their family, you know, that old, uh, how do you, how do you juggle those mm -hmm. two things? And so I definitely noticed a gap in that when I became a parent myself, I was super career motivated, but then I also was really family motivated. So that's the work I do. And I love it. I'm the host of the All Figured Out podcast, which I just launched, which Ooh. I was just telling you, Sarah, about. Yay! It's just been a lot of fun. So again, kind of helping to just provide resources and just conversation around that notion of careers and uh, definitely speak to people who are thinking about becoming parents too. So I was in that space a couple of years ago being like, wow, how do you know when to even think about having a family like mm -hmm. that can be a really mind-blowing um <laughs> decision to make we were totally yeah. in that uh so that's the that's the work I do and yeah with my family we live uh, in the mountains so we love to get outdoors and just have fun and uh yeah I'm so excited to be here um I've definitely gone through my own mental health journey uh have been affected by uh family members who have committed suicide mm -hmm. and so I just you know have really resonated with your podcast Sarah and um just how mental health is just a constant and woven through everything in life. So thanks again for having me. Yeah, of course. And that's so true. Um, and thank you for saying that as well. But it's so true how you're right, how it it weaves through every aspect of life, including your career and work life. So I wanted to, you know, come back to, I guess, the beginning with your own, um, you know, experience with balancing, I guess, wellness and your career. So, I mean, how, I guess, was that like starting out as, you starting a family, I guess, and how was that going compared to then and compared to now? That's a really good question. I, I'll back it up even further to when I didn't have children and when mm -hmm. I worked in the advertising. So I've done two career changes in my career, which is why I'm also really excited and motivated to support people through career changes because it can be such a wild ride. Mm -hmm. And so I was in advertising, I worked in Toronto and worked at like a really old school Mad Men style agency. So mm -hmm. this was also like the height of agency time um, where there was like parties and you'd be like drinking in the office on a Thursday or Friday. Like it was just wild. There was no smoking at this point, but like pretty well there. So that's so I funny had... that you mentioned that, by the way, because <laughs> I work in advertising right now. Oh, I knew you worked in marketing. I didn't yeah. realize. Are you in the agency side? Yeah. So I just I just actually started like a month ago with my new job. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I worked at DDB, which you might be familiar with. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Amazing. Okay. So we can, we're totally, you can totally level with yes. me on this. Yes, so exactly. <laughs> I didn't necessarily have the, uh, the best work-life balance and I didn't even have a family. Like I literally had zero mm -hmm. dependence in my life. Yeah. And I couldn't even handle it then. So that was definitely the start of my journey and really assessing my mental health and my wellness. And I had to kind of hit rock bottom and have total burnout in order to like rebuild. So mm -hmm. that was, um, that was my first kind of my first taste of it, if you will, where I was like, oh, wow, my mental health is suffering, but also I'm realizing this career just isn't for me. I still love advertising. I am a bit of a nerd for it. I just didn't want to work in that space anymore. And mm -hmm. I realized it was really taking a toll on my mental health. So then that was kind of like the first lesson. And then when I did, you know, fast forward, change careers and things just got like better. And I started realizing it was more conducive to, um, you know, I just loved what I did and that actually supported my mental health. Um, 
changed careers, kind of again, pivoted and then became an entrepreneur. So I'm kind of fast forwarding through the whole story, but yeah, mm -hmm. to answer your question around becoming a parent, I started to kind of accumulate some of these tools through these career changes and mm -hmm. through working in different corporate environments. And I, and then you come and become a parent and everything that, you know, just kind of gets shaken up. And I felt really lucky that I had kind of crashed and burned a few times in mm -hmm. the like, you know, having a really hard time keeping in touch with people, communicating, prioritizing my like physical health, eating mm -hmm. properly and all that. So I'd kind of experienced that before. So when I became a parent, I literally, in those postpartum days, I had this like this visual of a toolkit and I was like, okay, what is in my toolkit that I can pull on from the experience that I've had in this wild time of becoming postpartum, because your hormones are doing a lot of crazy things. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're physically just different. It's an amazing time as well. So just having these tools that I had kind of developed over the years, things like um, not for me, not having an actual morning routine, having tools mm. that I can pull on each morning, but not actually having like a set I was just listening to one of your episodes about that. And I think um, the woman you had on also said that, mm -hmm. like, you don't have to do the exact same thing every single day. For me, I kind of looked at that as like a toolkit. It's like, what do I need today? And so that's been really beneficial. And now a year and a half, my daughter is almost two years old um, and she's, uh, she's awesome and things just keep changing and things have really stabilized, but I continue to come back to that toolkit, especially in the times of chaos. You have to sometimes dig into that toolkit a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, echoing on that episode, I think that was the second second or third episode of this um, new season that I have. But um, that really depends on also how much time do you have too? Because if you think that you only have like 10 or 15 minutes, and then you kind of trick yourself to thinking that's not enough time, when in reality, you can seriously do like a three minute meditation before you even get up. Like that's what I did this morning. Although it's I had the day off today of work, I did like a five minute meditation before I got up. And I'm like, okay, like just five minutes can really change your mindset, I guess. Even before you start working, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, going to go to work or you have the day off, I guess, just kind of in a broad, broader sense. But um, yeah, it can really change your your mindset there. Yeah. And even sometimes just the act of doing that and feeling really good that you did it. Like sometimes it's mm -hmm. not even the act of the meditating itself. It's the, I had the mental strength to just stay in bed for five more minutes without looking at my phone and just reflect and set an intention for the day. And then afterwards you're like, yes, I did it. Like, I feel so proud of myself. Mm -hmm. And that can sometimes be the act that is even more beneficial than the meditation itself. Yeah. I think even with a career, I'm sure you're on screens and your phone a lot as an entrepreneur. And I know obviously for advertising, we're on screens, you know, a lot too. So it's like- it's Multiple important. screens. Yes. Multiple <laughs> screens. Yes. Yeah. So it's important to have that, you know, that downtime in the morning when you're charging up your own, I guess, like internal mental battery, if you will. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, you're an entrepreneur now. So I assume that you're your own boss and you can kind of dedicate, you know, time for working and then time for being a mom as well. So how has that like balance been for you like right now? So I had this vision of what it would be like mm -hmm. and it has surpassed every expectation in terms of how much I love what I do, how much I get out of it and all of that. On the other hand, when mm -hmm. you have expectations, when you go into something like this with these like really big dreams, like I'm the person, there's some people who fall into entrepreneurship. I'm the person who had like little businesses in my house, not 
making money, but like I had like a little hair salon and I was like, I always have kind of been drawn to the entrepreneurial world. Mm -hmm. So I've been building this up in my head for a long time. And I did not realize that I would be my own, the worst boss that I've ever had in my life. Mm. Like I've had some, I have some crazy stories about (laughs) leadership that I've encountered in my days Mm -hmm. in the corporate world. I'm the worst boss. I'm the hardest on myself. I demand more of myself. I say nasty things to myself in my mind. Mm-hmm. It's been such an interesting journey. And you hear about this on podcasts or YouTube videos or just hearing stories from other entrepreneurs. And I didn't understand it until being in that. And so part of the vision that I had was, oh my gosh, I'm going to work out for like two hours a day. I'm going to be <laughs> making everything from scratch. Like I'm never buying tomato sauce again. I'm going <laughs> to make that. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. It's it's almost the opposite. Like I dove so far. I'm so committed to this business. I'm so committed to my clients. I'm creating a business that I feel so passionate about. I love my clients so much. I work with people I want to work with. I worked with some jerk clients in my day in the advertising days, for instance. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to work with people that I don't want to work with. Like, yeah. I work with the people who, you know, we mutually love each other. And so I it's almost like this level of commitment that I didn't realize would actually be pulling me away from things that I thought that I would be having, I would make more time for. And so it's not to say that I'm, I don't have time or it's just that I haven't made the time because I'm almost too excited. It's this double-edged sword. It's a really good problem to have. So it's actually been taking me. So for anyone you know listening, who's considering entrepreneurship, like it just mm-hmm. takes that uh, I don't want to say mental strength. That's too, that's too like big of a word, but just discipline maybe. So yeah. like, you really have to, you're like, I almost have too many, too much time. Um, there's a book, I forget who the author is called a beautiful constraint. And the whole premise of that book is just, it's actually helpful to have constraint. So when you have a nine to five job, you know, that there's only, there's literally only certain hours that you're not sleeping that you have to do other things. Mm. And so it's that fallacy of like, you, you know, how much time do you have is the amount of time it, a task will take. I forget what that fallacy is now too. And, um, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't have a lot of those constraints. I have client calls, I have meetings, but not as many, and I'm in charge of my calendar. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it's just been interesting to like, just play around with all that and reflect and work with my coach on what that all means and how to kind of maneuver the, the situation so that I can be my best self, uh, both at home in my wellness and self-care and also at work. Yeah, that's so interesting that there are those pros and cons because I have had a huge, I guess, issue with discipline as well and like procrastination, I feel like. Like even working on this podcast too, um, back in my, when I've had my first season, granted I was working part-time at a full-time student, but I would wait until like, let's say two days before to like think of an episode and then record it and then release it. So it's kind of like you really have to be so, I guess, yeah, disciplined with yourself, but not you know, have that negative self-talk brought in at the same time. So that's kind of a hard thing to balance too. Definitely. And then it's it's chalking those situations up as a learning, right? It's like when you're in school and you write, write the essay the night before and you're like, I'm never doing this again. Mm-hmm. It might happen again, but you learn, like you can't say, I'm never doing this again. You say, okay, what's the benefit if I were to have started this earlier? And so it's those types of things, right? It's like, yeah. okay, what how could I be benefiting my future self, Sarah, if I just start the podcast process one week earlier? Mm-hmm. Okay. A bit more calm. I can peter along a bit more. I can actually have like dinner the night before it launches. Cause I'm not up editing until midnight, <laughs> like all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, completely. And I feel like this time around too, I'm like, I'm doing things months in advance. So mm. it's fantastic. Like this episode will probably be like released, I would say like end of December, early January. So Amazing. it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. I have things like good lined up. So I'm like, woof. Yeah. That takes me like I like you said, I noticed the benefit of doing things early. And so I'm really trying to like keep up with that cycle too. So. And it's like a test. Like you do it early, just be like, okay, I'm gonna do this one. I'm not gonna say that forever in a day I'm going to do everything early. I'm gonna try it once and see what happens. And then you try it once and you're like, Oh, that was nice. That mm -hmm. was really nice. And then it gives you that motivation because you've actually seen what the carrot is at the end. Mm, yeah, that's a great point. Like th that the thing that you're chasing for. Like yeah. I always think of like the carrot as like the person on the treadmill running towards the, is it the rabbit? I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the image know. or whatever it is. Yeah. I didn't want to go further on that metaphor because I was like, I actually don't really, I don't remember what it is. <laughs> I don't remember either. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, I mean, you're an entrepreneur, you are a career coach, and I want to talk about these five steps that you have towards career clarity. And for anyone who's, I guess, either like you mentioned, um, switching careers, getting into from getting from a corporate job to an entrepreneurial um, sort of, I guess, arena. Um, how can these five steps help people, and what are they? Yes. So this is, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs will kind of create the thing that they wish they had at mm -hmm. some point. This is this is that this is that story. So I have a I have a workbook that's free that I don't mind if anybody and everybody has it and there's no benefit to me. I think it's just a really nice starting point for anybody who's considering like, what am I doing? What's next? Because I found that when I was in that situation, it it was really all consuming. Like it was really hard to focus on work. It was hard to focus on my personal life because I just kept coming back to I felt like a crazy person sometimes. Like mm -hmm. I really felt like I was going a little bit out of my own mind and I couldn't stop thinking about like, what am I doing? Where am I going? And it was just this constant, constant, constant feeling like you're getting hit in the head and it's exhausting. And so what this can do is this is not for the person who's, who's like, this is for anybody, but it, you don't have to feel like you're the person who's like, I want to change careers. How do I do that? You're like, I'm just mm -hmm. like thinking about things and they're kind of swirling around in my head and things feel a bit chaotic. This is a really great place to start to just start to bring some of those thoughts and ideas down onto paper or however you like to, to journal. So uh, I call it my five steps to career clarity. Mm -hmm. I by no means made this up. Like this is really old, um, you know, there's psychology behind this. I actually, uh, the kind of the foundation of this framework that I'll walk you through comes from the Japanese concept Ikigai. So they have this really lovely, uh, it doesn't really translate like perfectly into English from what I understand, but Ikigai is the notion of what is your reason for being or what is your purpose? Mm. And I know that's something that a lot of us think about or think about in some form. And so this is a really lovely place to start. So without any sort of intention, without any sort of like um, grabbing onto any sort of outcome, like you can kind of go through these steps, just like reconnect with who you are and like, what are you doing in the world? You know, why are you on earth? And what do you, how do you want to show up? And so the, the five steps are really easy. This could be 30 minutes on a Sunday. I recommend having like a nice, especially this time of year, perfect. Get a nice warm beverage or wherever you're mm -hmm. located. I guess for you guys, maybe it's still iced coffee. I'm not sure. Starbucks uh, holiday drink. Yeah. Yes. That. <laughs> Get that sponsorship. Um, <laughs> so step one is really tapping into what do you love? And this is a really fun this is a fun one. And for any of these questions that I'll be kind of prompting mm -hmm. here, it's don't judge 
what's coming to mind, just write or just meditate or whatever it is that you want to do. I recommend writing. If you like to type, do it on your phone, write by hand, whatever. And so what do you love to do? Like anything. When I ask that question, like Sarah, what do you love to do? If I were to ask you that. Um, well, I love to perform actually. Okay. Yeah. So I, I grew up in a family of singers and, um, growing up, I used to perform. Um, I kind of took a break from it now just to kind of get into my advertising career and, um, get this podcast going. But I feel like in a way, um, this podcast is kind of performing, um, you know, kind of, uh, doing things in front of a screen and, and not putting on a show for people, but just kind of like being, um, the, the, the face of this brand that I'm trying to create here. So, um, yeah, just performing. Well, I, I always had a dream, um, well, like my dream job, I guess, um, a long time ago, it's no longer, uh, exists, but at Disneyland, there was a certain act, um, if you've ever been, I don't know if you've ever been, but right across from the ride soaring over California, now it's soaring over the world, there used to be this, um, like, like ladies, like a trio of ladies singing, and they would be called Minnie's Fly Girls. And they would just be like in those like cute, like 40s, like airline outfits. And they used to do like little singing, harmonizing thing. And I was like, I always, always wanted to be a Minnie's Fly Girl. And then now the act is no longer there. But so it's something like that, where it's like performing and also obviously getting paid for it. So something fun yeah. like that. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. amazing. That's so cool. And see, that would be an example of something that you could write down and at first, like there's, there's two sides of your mind. There's like your more intuitive side. And then there's the rational side. Right. And the mm -hmm. rational side is going to be like, Sarah, don't write that down. Like, how are you actually going to translate that into career? It's going right. to be chatting in your brain, in your ear. And you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to write that down. That's a silly example. That's an amazing example. And if I were to kind of give like a spoiler alert, we'll still go through the other steps. The spoiler alert there would be if you wrote down performing, what you can do when you start to really reflect on that is you're thinking about what does performing mean? Like, why do I like to perform? Well, and if I like, we could have a whole coaching session on this, but I imagine like, say an assumption would be, you really love to connect and engage with people. You like to make other people happy. You like to share. You like to be involved with others and kind of share your presence in the world. And what a perfect example that you started a podcast mm -hmm. or that you work in a, in a situation. If you work in advertising, I'm not sure if you're on the client management side. Yeah. Like account. account side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like that is, a kind of a level of performing you're presenting you're presenting work mm -hmm. you're engaging with other people and so you can kind of start to see like that through line of why it's important to write down everything that you actually love and care about because there's all these really interesting um associations that you can end up making mm -hmm. to show that that can actually translate into a really cool career it can give you a lot of information about who you are at your core what you really appreciate and what would make an amazing career for you and so yeah. that's that first step of like really understanding who you are um, at the sense of what do you love? I love asking the question also, like <laughs> you actually did, you answered it for me was like, what did you love to do as a kid? And for you, it mm. sounds like performing, um, going to Disneyland, being inspired by creative endeavors or, or mm -hmm. whatever it is. So those are um, some questions. There's a lot of questions kind of in the workbook that you can work through as well, but that's that, um, that's that first step. And then the second step is what makes you great. And this is the part uh, for my fellow Canadians, culturally, this is a really hard one for people in general, Canadian or not, this is a hard one because a lot of us like to focus on our weaknesses when we're preparing for mm. interviews. We can come up with 10 different things of the reasons why we're not great or the opportunities that we're working on, but what makes you great can be a hard one. 
So this is one where you can start off by just asking some friends and family, hey, I'm just doing a bit of research. Uh, I'm working with a coach or you can, you can lie, whatever. <laughs> and uh, you can say, hey, like, what is it that you think, like, what value do you think I add to the world or what makes me great? Mm -hmm. And this is where you start to reflect on your strengths and what is it that is, um, you know, what is it that you really enjoy doing and you're really good at? So there's a whole thing in my workbook around there's things that you can do, but you don't really love. And then there's the sweet spot, which is a strength, which is the things that you love to do. And you're also really good at them. So starting to come up with that list as well, hmm. which is really fun. Yeah. 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 And okay, I know we're, I, this is, uh, this could go on forever. So I'll just blow through the rest of the steps. Those are like two sure. important ones. But the third one is where can you add value? This is a fun one is thinking mm -hmm. of literally what are all the ways in life that you could make money? Like, or, yeah. or add value to your community um, or, or whatever. So all of those, like, what are, what are those pieces? And what this culminates into in the fourth step is a Venn diagram. And so the three mm -hmm. buckets of what do you love? What makes you great? Where can you add value? And you can probably see where I'm going with this. The very center is your career vision or kind of a bit of career clarity. So if you were to put all those pieces together, like what does that dream career look like for you? Mm. And that's kind of the nugget. And it doesn't have to be a statement. You don't need to fuss over the words. It can just be, um, doesn't have to be a sentence. It can be just be a collection of words or like a vibe, if you will. And then the fifth and final step is taking that and saying, okay, what am I going to do with this? Like, what's one action I can take? Maybe it's going for coffee with somebody that you feel like has really tapped into their career vision and feels mm -hmm. you feel really inspired by them. Um, so that is the five steps in a really quick nutshell. Uh, and again, I can send you the link if anybody would like to uh, download yeah. that. But it's a really fun exercise to do. And it's something I highly recommend for anybody who's considering, you know, what next. Absolutely. I love that. I feel like those really break down like the thought process of what you really want to do. And I guess, yeah, like you said in the beginning, what is kind of like your purpose? And I feel like a good point to note is that, you know, there are these traditional kind of corporate nine to five things, but people, you know, survive in terms of just kind of with putting a roof over your head and putting food on the table as an entrepreneur too. It's like, there's many different outlets or ways of generating income or having a career, if you will, that's not the traditional nine to five. And I think that's really important too, because like previous generations, I know my mom always said, Hey, which is great. You know, like I like having the nine to five, but I also like having a side hustle thing. But she always said, have this security, you know, you, you need the, the health benefits, the 401k, whatever, but that's not the only one path that you can take. I think there's many other, you know, ways of, of, you know, I guess, surviving and living in this world, if that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. I think there's a level of creativity and bravery that comes with it. So being creative about the, the career that you want to craft for yourself. And you can think of it like that. Like I'm not just climbing a ladder. I'm crafting a career. Mm -hmm. I'm crafting my career. And Sheryl Sandberg says, you know, careers are a jungle gym, not a ladder. And so like what elements of the jungle gym do you want to put together? Like, do you want to have a slide? Do you want to have a swing? Yeah. Um, like some fun little thing that no one's ever heard of. The clients that I work with uh, have some job titles and roles that you would have never, ever come across. Like, and then you ask every single client I ask, how did you get into this line of work? I just fell into it. That is always the answer. So um, 
there's so many different jobs out there. There's so many different career paths. There's so many different, you know, ways of structuring your career. And yeah, we're really bombarded by this like post-industrial revolution notion of like, you go into work at nine, you leave at five, mm -hmm. you do one thing for the rest of your life. And we're yeah. finally, I think I'm not the first person to say this, we're breaking free from that. Mm -hmm. And it just requires a bit of bravery because it's a little bit scary when you're not looking around to other people and a lot of people are doing that. And then it requires creativity to build the career of your dreams. Yeah, exactly. And the career of your dreams. And in that point too, I just thought, you know, a lot of people don't really like what they do for work. And I think it's so important to like find that, you know, find that happiness. And I know there's some famous quote, I'll probably, you know, butcher it, but it's like, like you, you need to be happy with the work that you're doing. Um, gosh, what's that quote? It's like, um, uh, like, like it's, 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 it's not work if it, if you enjoy it. Yeah, it doesn't, you'll never know. work a day in your life if you yes. love what you do. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so it's absolutely. like you need to really like enjoy what you're doing because like if you don't too, it's like that kind of wears you down over time mentally. It's like, why am I still doing this? I have no passion towards this. Yes. A lot of people come to me at their kind of breaking point of that where they're like, I'm sick of my own, I'm sick of my own shit. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of being the person who goes to the holiday dinner with my family the wine night with my girlfriends and I'm the one who's constantly complaining. How's work going? Not great. I'm not mm -hmm. loving it. They're like, I don't want to lie, but I feel like I'm constantly just being that like negative Nancy and I'm dragging myself down and I'm dragging other people down. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I feel like too, um, since we're coming up to 2023, I want to ask if there's kind of like one good piece of advice that you can give our listeners if they want to, you know, have a resolution um, for the new year that is changing their career, what would you, what kind of advice would you give to them? Ooh, that's such a good question. A resolution. Okay. Maybe it's an, if I could give them an intention, I actually, mm -hmm. on my own podcast, I had somebody on recently who was, um, who was speaking about their, actually their fertility struggles that they were having. And she said that some of the best advice that she got in a situation that you can't always control or kind of feels a little out of your control or you just feel it feels complicated like any situation in life mm -hmm. uh, she had a midwife who actually told her plan for the options not the outcomes and I was like wow hmm. that is so interesting and so my advice would actually be in, in just seeing people kind of do the career change and go through the process when I first started off and I was like I'm gonna be a career career coach I want to help people within three months change careers land a new job if I'm being quite honest, that's actually a not what people wanted. They they were like, I'm ra I would rather actually take more or less time and find the right career, and it's not really what people needed either. And so, if you plan for options or you're willing to like explore and be a journalist for yourself, be a journalist for your own career, and go out there and like get into the field and talk to different people, learn about new career paths plan for some options, test mm -hmm. some things out. That can be a really amazing intention for the new year if you want to change careers versus saying a lot of people do this. I've done this too. I have clients that do it is I want to have a new job by the middle of 2023 or January. I'm going to start my career changing process. I'm going to start applying for 25 jobs a week. Terrible, terrible idea to set mm -hmm. that type of intention. Um, 
And instead plan for the options. Be like, this is, I'm going to use the first half of the year to get clarity on exactly what I want to do. And then I'm going to act on that. And it's not copping out. Like it's not saying that, oh, well, that's not like a hard and fast resolution that you can check off, but it really is. I think that there's more value in getting more clear about what you want to do and what it is that a, your, your dream career even looks like mm-hmm. than it is to just change careers because you could like Sarah, you could be like, okay, I've tried advertising for this month or whatever. I want to change careers in 2023. And then you could move into accounting, but you've not done that with intention. And so that's not actually a great resolution, but, you know, planning for those options, exploring, being that journalist like that, Mm -hmm. there's so much power in that. Yeah. Like do your research. And when I, um, like in college, they always say too for, to like do the networking too, there's so many people out there, not only just like on LinkedIn or things like that, but even Instagram, if someone wants to like get a hold of an entrepreneur and say, hey, I would love to pick your brain. Like, what is this life like? Just do that research. And there's people out there who would love to share their experience and help you too. Absolutely. I always tell my clients, people love talking about themselves. And that's in the yeah. best way. Like we mm-hmm. all love talking about ourselves like this. I'm talking about myself in this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And it's enjoyable. It's just psychologically, it's just yes. how we all roll. And so, yeah, don't be shy to reach out with, um, you know, there's a certain way to reach out that's mm-hmm. um, respectful of a person's time and not just super vague, like have an actual intention. But yes, a thousand percent reach out to people to hear their story and just soak it in and be like, wow, what of that story really resonates with me? What of that story do I want to be true for myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very true. Get all that career clarity that you need. Yeah. Even just stepping out there. So yes. where can people find you, Andrea, if people want more career clarity, if they want to just find out more about you and what you do for a living or even get help themselves? Yeah, thanks. So a uh, couple places, probably the usual is Instagram at Andrea Bar Coaching is where you can find me. DMs seem to be just such an easy way to communicate with people these yes. days. So you can find me there. My website, andreabar.com. Uh, and I have a new podcast, I'll figure it out. Yay! So um, I have a lot of friends who listen to it who don't have children themselves. Uh, I, I kind of skew things to the parent. But um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like I ha- walk through the entire five steps to c- career clarity um, in an episode there. So I kind of gave you the, the shortened version here mm-hmm. just for the sake of time. Um, but you can listen to that there. And um, And yeah, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, you too. Amazing. I'll have to go check out your podcast too, just because, you know, want to support as well. Um, and yeah, thanks so much. You're welcome back anytime if you would like to talk about anything else. Um, we're always here to, you know, help the audience and give more um, interesting topics to talk about and things that people can really use and take into their own life. So I appreciate you coming on and take care. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Find out more about us at www.scatschats.com. Special thanks to NK Arts, who designed our logo, Daddy Lackis for writing and producing our theme song, Joe Papadenitz for branding photos, and our friend Abby for social media. Scatch, 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 scatch.